0: In the countryside, farmers are forgotten and rewarded. Uh, Good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And kind of an eventful week for Barack Obama. Uh, Seems to not only have accomplished a few things, uh, maybe created some minor problems on the left side of his base, but other than the death of Richard Holbrook, uh, he had a pretty good week, maybe the best week of his presidency. And there are rumors that uh, even the START treaty may uh, be affirmed as a uh, ratified element of uh, arms negotiations, which, interestingly, was one of the areas of the, of the campaign over the past uh, two years that was virtually ignored by the media and the voters, uh, foreign policy accomplishments, minor, but some foreign uh, policy accomplishments of uh, Barack Obama Afghan uh, review is in in the midst of the Holbrook death, and uh, that, of course, is a mixed bag. But like the tax cut nonsense, uh, basically it sounds like America's unfortunately kicking the can down the road. Yeah, I do like the headline on a uh, piece of analysis in the Financial Times by
1: Matthew Green, Afghanistan strays from U.S. (laughs) storyline. Yeah. And that uh, pretty much sums up the gist of the entire
0: receding
1: uh outcome
0: yeah okay. there's some minor accomplishments goal down the line minor accomplishments on the side on the periphery there's probably been some military uh, erosion of the taliban's strengths probably been a little marginalized here and there but at the end of the day rebuilding afghanistan um is simply going to be too expensive and too time-consuming for the United States government to endure this. And unfortunately, it looks like the NATO agreement, uh, in which we hang around literally until 2014, uh, is the uh, rule of the day. On the tax cuts, my own analysis of this is uh, this is basically a sort of, uh, well, kick the can down the road, yes. Questionable economics... Good politics. We talked a little bit about this last week. We want candy. Americans want candy. They don't want sacrifice. And uh, I think that the estate tax was uh, probably one of those elements that just simply never should have been part of this uh, discussion. But it demonstrates once again that the filibustering that the Republicans have engaged in in so many areas... um, worked for them. But uh, one wonders where on earth the Tea Party was the past couple of weeks. Uh, They've been virtually silent. And of course, uh, the people that voted against it were an amalgamation of right-wing Republicans in the House and liberal Democrats that, of course, denounced the uh, continuing um, affirmation of income inequality. Rich people don't need the tax cuts. They're clearly the least stimulative aspect of the bill. There was some stimulus in there. There were a few good things. But at the end of the day, uh, this just simply shouldn't have uh, come down to this in this manner. And uh, I actually watched some of the House debate on, uh, what night was that, Thursday night, uh, live on C-SPAN. Interesting, probably the last time I've actually watched Congress for any extended length of time since the Iraq uh, debacle in which you uh, get to see the personalities, hear the arguments. And uh, I thought some of the liberal Democrats that both denounced the bill and uh, admitted that they were voting for it with reluctance gave the better arguments, Uh on economic grounds, you could simply vote against this bill uh, because it explodes the deficit. If you didn't like the Obama stimulus package, you could vote against it. So if you were a conservative Republican, you could denounce it. Mike Pence even went so far, who's uh, rumored to be running for president, a congressman from Indiana, who recently uh, sort of lowered his portfolio in the, in the House leadership, which is kind of surprising because the Republicans are about to take over. Uh, he said the bill didn't go far enough in terms of tax cuts. And if there was good, one good thing about this, it's temporary. And we're going to, unfortunately, listen to this uh, moldy debate for another two more years. From a historical perspective, in my opinion, it will demonstrate empirically uh, two more years of the failed concept of Reaganomics. And Steny Hoyer put it well. This has never worked, not one year. doesn't create jobs at the end of the day. And the, the, the minor good aspects of the bill, unfortunately, had to be swallowed uh, on behalf of a political compromise. Yes, this is how our system works. Yes, the Democrats can be crit- critiqued for uh, maybe not having this uh, debate during the, uh, pres- uh, during the congressional campaign. But you know what? I watched uh, 15 Senate debates this, this past fall, uh, for instance, and even a few House debates, believe it or not. Um, some of them were tiresome. But uh, in every debate, except for the state of Indiana, the Democrat was opposed to extending the tax cut, the Bush tax cuts, quote unquote. The Republican was in favor of it. If this was such a big issue, um, where were the voters? And the political reality at the end of the day for Barack Obama was that the Democrats lost 63 seats in the House. And they either had to accept this can of spam or wait for the head cheese in three weeks. Right. So very... uh, disappointing but a political victory for Barack Obama uh, the public has sort of switched on this uh, perhaps it was the Clinton news conference I don't know what what did this but uh, well I think time will
1: demonstrate too this you know to us obvious on its face fact you just quoted somebody on it uh, moments ago that this doesn't work now we'll see in two years down the line it doesn't work it's remarkable to me the I guess, for lack of a better phrase, mental gymnastics that some of the right wingers can claim to uh, be upset and horrified over the extension of uh, jobless benefit uh, packages um, and at the same time, uh, you know, offer tax cuts, uh, want to offer tax cuts ad infinitum to the super rich. Um, <clears throat> but we begin to see perhaps aspects of the uh, consistent and legendary overreach of uh, a party that sees itself in ascendancy, uh, an Adam Brandom, spokesman for Dick Armey's Freedom Works, registered trademark, who is quoted in uh, the December 16th uh, Financial Times as saying, I think we, the small government conservatives, rolled the president. Let's take our victory. Well, as I see it, it's a constant rolling and rolling, and there's no, you know,
0: nobody's claimed any uh, solid ground here. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, they're rolling. It continues a, to roll <laughs> on a log out in the middle of the Mississippi River, trying to s- stand up. And that's wh- where where uh, Dick Army is. Um, you know, for the record, uh, just as an example of how unsuccessful tax cuts can be in uh, creating jobs. Um, I go back to this uh, superb analysis that occurred um, in the uh, September 11th, 2010 edition of the New York Times in which the nonpartisan CBO, Congressional Budget Office, analyzed the short-term effects of 11 policy options and found that extending the tax cuts would be the least effective way to spur the economy and reduce unemployment. The report added that tax cuts for high earners would have the smallest, quote, bang for the buck because wealthy Americans were more likely to save the money than spend it. The office gave higher marks to uh, the proposal now embraced by Obama to allow small businesses to write off 100 percent of their investments, Uh, investment costs. That, by the way, is a small part of this omnibus bill. And these omnibus bills are the problem. Uh, let's, for the record, state unequivocally that the Democrats did extend tax cuts for people making less than 250000 They did it in the House. This was sent to the Senate. It passed the Senate in a 53-36 vote, which in normal democracies around the world is a win, but not in this United States Senate, where 42 Republican senators signed a pledge, that no business will be conducted until the tax cut bill is passed. And we've seen this failure at the end of the day. I mean, let's give John McCain a brain damage award. He's jumping up and down like Yosemite Sam over the don't ask, don't tell thing. And that, mercifully, is over with. Thank God. Now, I think this is another sort of phony Uh, argument let's face it gay people have been in the military since time began yeah the persian empire the greek empire the roman empire we've all seen full metal jacket yes um we know that gays serve in the military the question here is openness about it and this the the military arguments that mccain have, have been making are just they're silly and this idea about showering is just it's ridiculous. I mean, never heard anything so jejune in my life. Well, you look at the language of John McCain on this issue,
1: and it's remarkable that he finds uh, such intense emotions for this, you know, really, it's the last piece of work in a civil rights package. I mean, let's face it, at, at the end of the day, that's simply uh, all there is to it, is uh, American citizens, regardless of who or what you are, have equal rights with all other American citizens. And so it's kind of a moot point. But uh, John McCain says, quote, Today's a very sad day. The military will do what is asked of them, but don't think there won't be a great cost. Well, that could be uh, applicable in Afghanistan. Yeah, Uh, and and (laughs) there are are great costs for our military uh, in some of the ridiculous things they're asked to do. But... uh, and I don't have the quote. This is in, not one of them.
0: Yeah, and I don't have the quote in front of me. But his assertion that he talked to thousands of soldiers just struck me as just baloney. The idea that thousands of homophobes serving in the American military came out of the closet and called up John McCain to uh, urge him to continue to behave like Yosemite well, Sam. And let's remember, ridiculous.
1: Let's remember too that the uh, military has been uh, forced to let go a number of highly qualified. Uh, highly educated uh, people in all the various branches of the armed forces because of the violation of the don't ask, don't tell. Uh, and yet at the same time, to avoid the political suicide of imposing a draft during the uh, Iraq war, um, the the Bush administration lowered the bar so drastically yeah. on what kind of quality comes into the army. Uh, they were accepting some pretty uh, riffraff type Uh, criminal wrongdoers and stuff, Uh, poorly uh, educated people. Uh, This is not what you want uh, your military to be comprised of.
0: And I'll be mean here. I mean, what's John McCain really an expert at? Getting shot down. (laughs) Literally, figuratively. He's a uh, short man who's become a... With a short fuse. Small man. (laughs) He's very, very small, and he's... uh, shrinking. And the incredible thing, of course, is is that just two, two years ago, actually four years ago, I think is more accurate. He said, I'm willing to change the policy if yeah. the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff say so. Well, they did so. And Indeed. the idea that this has been rushed through.
1: <laughs> Mike Mullen, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says we will be a better military as a result.
0: Yeah. And as for the thousands of telegrams that John McCain received, and I doubt he received more than a couple of dozen. Uh, once again, numbers seem to be—this uh, is Bush math here. Um, it's absurd. Um, getting back real quickly to the tax cut thing, but we can, I think, conclude that. Um, I was trying to find out if there was anything relevant that I wanted to say. Oh, I, I thought it was interesting that Nancy Pelosi gave a pretty impassioned speech— Uh, pointing out that um, the Republicans had held the bill hostage, you know, the the, the phrase that offended so many of the Republicans, that Barack Obama would use this in the news conference, and that this would become a continuing argument. Of course, uh, the left-wing media exposed all the Bush uh, officials that used that phrase, holding things hostage. Hostage-taking, paying ransom, that sort of stuff, a metaphor, the kidnappers, Mm. blah, blah, blah. Ronald Reagan has a lot of expertise in in that, paying ransom to (laughs) hostage-takers. Wasn't impeached for that, amazingly enough, but... uh, He knows that he didn't know anything about the diversion of funds to the Contras. (laughs) Now, where's my cup of postum? Yes. Well, anyway, she pointed out that uh, the, the estate tax at the end of the day was benefiting 6,600 families at the expense of 151 million people. That sums up Republican priorities in a nutshell. Uh, that's, that's just... And that's, at the end of the day, the problem with this bill. This is an omnibus bill with a lot of contradictory stuff in it that's thrown in there for the sake of compromise. Uh, Obama took some early hits uh, after the news conference that I thought he blundered in having one day too early and, of course, uh, denounced the left for sanctimonious purity and all that nonsense. Um, He took some hits uh, about not fighting, but at the end of the day, uh, Obama is not a negotiator. He is a conciliator. And that's what this was, conciliation. And omnibus spending bills, by the way, have proven to be a disaster in the past. For instance, the repeal of Glass-Steagall was inserted in an omnibus spending bill during a lame duck session of Congress right at the end of uh, the impeachment saga, as I recall. So there's precedence for this Mischief in which contradictory economic ideas are thrown together in a sort of porridge of strange priorities and uh, the deficit will suffer. Um, And uh, the idea, you know, I just want to refute one other uh, really dominant Republican argument that I just find absurd. The idea that people make investment or job creation decisions based on 3%, you know, 39% versus 36% is just ludicrous. We saw during the Bill Clinton stimulus package in 1993 that tax rates were raised on the rich by 3% from 36 to 39. This did not do damage to the economy or create... uh, a lack of incentive to invest. This uh, Greed is what motivates people. Uh, in some cases, uh, good ideas and genuine old-fashioned American ingenuity. But the idea that 3% somehow deters people from making economic decisions in the realm of job creation or economic innovation or whatever term you want to use just strikes me as absurd. It's just not credible to argue that. Yet this the end of the day becomes the holy grail of um, the Republican Party. If only they knew the airspeed of the African bar- uh, African Barn Swallow, or whatever he was. <laughs> Is that what he was? The African Swallow laden with a coconut? Yes, or unladen, <laughs> unladen. So um, the madness continues, and uh, we'll see a very different. Um, Congress in uh, three weeks here, and uh, all in all, Barack Obama's le- legislative agenda is done with. Um, he What he needs to do now is not become a fighter. I think that's absurd. He needs to do the classic coached, son, I want you to do the pick and roll. Set the pick, pivot, and roll to the basket you get the easy pass. I think that uh, his reelection is almost a, in, assured. Um, I don't know whether he's going to get the blame if the economy doesn't expand, but we're, we're in, a, in, in a jobless, uh, we're, we're in a sort of a, it, they call this a jobless recovery. There's going to continue to be weak growth, very little job growth, and the structural problems of the American economy have not been addressed. <laughs> Uh, They just haven't. Uh, You need to create uh, work that's labor-intensive to put uh, immediate uh, jobs into the lower-skilled people in America. As we've talked about, there's no shortage of appropriate and suitable projects. You need to build infrastructure. You need to go green. You need to spend more money. So when you hear the Republicans saying we need to start cutting more, because the deficit's so big that we just created with these tax cuts, there's something just mixed up about this. This is not the way to go in the future. Obama actually has a fairly overall uh, constructive economic agenda. Um, I just think there's been a kind of an incompetence within the economic team communicating it, maybe a little bit too much baggage from Wall Street in that economic team, and perhaps the fact that Romer and uh, uh, Lawrence Summers, who's going back to Harvard, to opine on economics uh, from his perch, uh, will uh, will maybe help Obama. I would perhaps recruit one of the more uh, eloquent, uh, liberal, um, even a member of the House that, that argued in the debate. Get somebody with some passion out there that can explain these things to the American people a little better. Um, I think that Jared... Uh, Oh I'm drawing a blank on his name Jared uh Jared something or other. a uh, very left-wing economic guy who's who's on the economic team of Obama is is much better in public explaining things to the public than Lauren Summer or Christine Romer ever were. Well clearly the American people are confused about these complex
1: issues they are difficult to uh explain but uh if you allow the uh Tea Party and the right wingers uh to, to call all the shots on attempts to explain it, then it's no wonder that people are going to be dumbed down and confused. The uh, December Harper's Index reveals the following uh, uh, percentage of Americans who say government programs don't help their families. 54. Portion of American families that received federal benefits in the past two years. Seven out of 10. Yeah. So clearly there's a disconnect between what the positive and beneficial aspects of government spending uh, are, and people's perception of it. Uh, again, another example of uh, how we've been so heavily propagandized against the only tool that average uh, working people have to protect themselves from the corporate world, namely government. We've been convinced that government is itself the bad guy and uh, you know, have at it, tear it apart piecemeal, uh,
0: deprive it of all funds. And then life will be so much better. And it's interesting that last week as well, there was this ruling out of Virginia by uh, Judge, uh, I think his name is Henry Hudson, Uh, not to be confused with the Dutch Explorer or the right-wing think tank uh, based in New York (laughs) with the same name, Um, ethically challenged. He's taken money from interest groups that, that have a direct stake in the in the health care debate, who strikes down one component of the health care law that, of course, has now accelerated this onto the Supreme Court. Uh, this uh, The Barack Obama health care bill has been upheld uh, in other cases and other instances. So this is going to be decided by the courts uh, at the end of the day. And once again, there's a lot of hand-wringing about this law, but <laughs> most of it didn't even go into effect till 2014. So it's 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 once again a kind of a lot of rhetoric, a lot of hot air, uh not a lot of reality about what's actually happening on the ground. It's just like the don't ask, don't tell. All these soldiers said, "Oh yeah, we serve in units with gay people. We know who they are and they know we know." <laughs> we don't go to our commanding officer and say, "Get this guy out of my unit. I can't shower with him." That's ridiculous. No, guys want to get in the shower that are in the military because they've been walking around in the heat and dust of Afghanistan and Iraq. Sometimes for a week at a time between uh, Yeah, their feet are hurt. They've yeah. got 50 pounds of crap on their backs, and they're running around looking for IEDs in the sand. And they're wondering, what in hell's name am I doing here? Give me a hot shower. The idea that they're, oh, I can't take a shower that we heard this
1: Halliburton will no doubt come up with a uh, billion dollar plan to sell soap on a rope.
0: Yeah. Well, a couple of <clears throat> unfortunately a couple of military people have died taking showers in Iraq thanks to <laughs> Indeed, that's where's
1: the where's the scandal there?
0: The incompetent... Let's
1: talk about uh, dangerous activity in the showers. Yeah. Halliburton wiring. Uh, Halliburton. I, a
0: dozen guys have been yeah. killed yeah. It's- in showers. It's uh, scary, but John McCain, who's heard from thousands. <laughs> you <Yeah>. long-eared galoot! <laughs> oh, what an unbelievable claim. That's uh, That, to me, takes the cake for the weekend of just... D- do you really believe that, John? <laughs> thousands. His eyes started to blink. Hmm.
1: <laughs> Perhaps it's still the plethora of medications that his... Uh...
0: I took a shower with Bugs Bunny, by the way, and he had no penis whatsoever. <laughs> I couldn't tell what he was. <laughs> that scared me more than anything. I quit the military immediately. <laughs> and all he could say was he took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Well,
1: and Bugs Bunny, uh, there's a great American hero who certainly served his country in its hour of need. Um,. I don't know we've got a few minutes remaining here. Uh I don't know what you think about the uh, tempest in the teapot over the uh alleged last words of uh Richard Holbrook.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I that... find
1: this intriguing because of the way that people are sort of jockeying around the language and it's really a he said he said sort of a thing because this is what I heard he said to his surgeon who was Pakistani. So, I immediately thought of
0: Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Rosebud. Yeah, I mean, what uh, does it mean? Well, you know, to t- to Holbrook's credit, you know, this guy was uh he was a professional. He was he was an he was an insider who spent his whole career pretty much in a, as a, a diplomat uh negotiator type, a, a guy behind the scenes early in his career. It's interesting that he he first started out as a negotiator uh for peace talks regarding Vietnam, mm. so this 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 guy was in a lot of stuff. He was an old sort of uh, war horse, as they say, of the Democratic establishment, uh, who goes way back. And he did some good things. Was known to be abrasive, but at the end of the day, was uh, pretty good overall as as an American uh, representative for for our interests. Perhaps a little too hawkish for my taste, but um. It wouldn't surprise me at all that the whole thing is apocryphal. On the other hand, eh, maybe he really did say those as his last words. because yeah, as it's written here. He had become a little mm, I, disillusioned, frustrated, right. I think, with what was going on. He seems to have been more in the Biden camp about lowering the footprint, getting out, and working more on economic assistance and less on... This sort of military role.
1: Especially when we're out of time, we'll have to consider this next week, uh, I would imagine. Um, great accomplish
0: say- His great accomplishment real quick was definitely the Yugoslavian uh, situation when he was uh, when he worked for Bill Clinton. Mm. Right. In Bosnia. And uh, yeah, the, the Dayton, Dayton Accords. Accords yeah. Yeah. Um, well, some of what he
1: has to say supposedly to his Pakistani surgeon as being sedated for surgery. You've got to stop this war in Afghanistan whether or not it was a uh, sort of a witty quip uh, issued, quote, as painful banter rather than as a serious exhortation about policy. Um, We see also over the weekend uh, the uh, Chinese premier, Wen Jiabao, uh, unveiling a pact worth $35 billion between China and Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So... This raises all sorts of new questions about, you know, look at a map and you see the uh, juxtaposition of Afghanistan, Iraq, Pakistan, uh, a series of explosions in the Baluchistan region of Iran over the weekend so that there's still a lot of uh, permeability of this uh, crisis to spread throughout the entire region. And so China's involvement in Pakistan as a military uh, aid uh, what was the other article I've got here about... Uh, well,
0: they had also concluded a rather large trade deal with India, so he's right. sort of jumped across the board, Playing
1: both sides there against the uh, other. Uh, but he's, uh,
0: he's Richard Nixon. He's yes, real that's politic.
1: right. Where can we fit the Kurds in? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bill Harris, uh, who stepped on last month as the top U.S. civilian official in Kandahar, uh, had the following to say about the... Uh, Pakistan problem vis-a-vis Afghanistan, quote, we have put the government in Islamabad on a very rich diet of carrots for 10 years, and nobody should be surprised that they have developed a taste for it. I do believe that it's past time for some absolute straight.